It's the Derek and Mike Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. Hit us up on Twitter, at Derek and Mike Pod, or on the website, DerekandMike.com. My name is Mike. This is my boy, Derek. What's up, Mike? What's up, everybody? Derek, I heard some good news this week, and I wanted to uh, talk to you about it. You probably already heard it, um, but you have been pretty pretty keyed into the whole situation down in Australia lately. And uh, it's been not a great situation. Um, a lot of like super draconian, authoritarian kind of laws coming down, like bootstrap thugs knocking on people's doors, hitting them up about jabs and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, gnarly lockdown laws and a lot of protests and a lot of, uh, a lot of bad shit going on in Australia. But I heard about a statement that the prime minister... Uh, what's his name? Scott Morrison uh, made recently. I think it was right before Christmas, but I didn't hear about it around Christmas because that's my stupid week. Um, so now I'm catching up from stupid week. And uh, I heard that he put out a statement that I thought was pretty awesome. Wanted to get your thoughts on it. Wanted to see if you if you uh, had heard about it. Yeah, but, yeah that's here. Um, he put out a statement saying, I'm just going to read it. It's like two paragraphs, but it's really cool. As a country, we've got to get past the heavy hand of government, and we have to treat Australians like adults, and we all have our own responsibility in our communities and for our own health. I like that statement. I think that's pretty raw, right? We all need to just take our own responsibility, and and, uh, the government saying they're going to treat people like adults is pretty great. Yeah. And then he says, we're going to continue to collaborate how we manage this virus and how we live with this virus in the face of Omicron, but we're not going back to lockdowns. We're not going back to shutting down people's lives. We're going forward to live with this virus with common sense and responsibility. I thought, wow, that is a pretty a pretty concise and uplifting statement, especially coming out of Australia, which has been one of the most strict uh, places for COVID uh, authoritarian laws and all that kind of hardcore shit. And uh, kind of an uplifting message to be coming from the prime minister down there, down under. Yeah, that's great. I think... Um, so is that the prime minister? I, I don't understand the, um, I don't know how to equivocate like prime minister with president. Is that like a prime minister of a state or is that, does prime minister mean the, uh, Australian, uh, president? Um, okay. So I'm going to join you uh, and sound stupid because I don't know, but I think, uh, in English territories or provinces or, or what, however they're, um, titled is there's a prime minister which would essentially be like a president and then the queen is ultimately the ruler of english territories or provinces or however it works so i think the prime minister is the man in australia i think he's the equivalent of a president well that would certainly be good news um some of the groups that i followed didn't seem to indicate that there was a lot of progress going on so you know, not saying that it's lip service or anything, but definitely anything out of any sort of uh, authority figure's mouth that is saying, hey, we're going to leave you alone and we're not going to start going after you is certainly a good step forward. 
Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, there's there's no equivocating about those statements. It's just literally, we are not going back to lockdowns. We are not going to keep shutting down people's lives. Um, we're going to treat you like adults, and we're going to expect all of you to take your own responsibility for your communities and for your own health. No, that's great. We, you know, one of the more recent uh, videos I saw out of Australia was an ex-military guy who was drumming up the troops, basically, and uh, starting to demand that, hey, you need to turn this around or um, there's going to be some changes in this country from the ground up. So, oh, I'm, meaning I'm, like threatening uh, uh, military coup or basically just threaten to uh, strong arm the government a little bit, that sort of thing? Yeah, yep. Ah, mm-hmm. well, maybe that's the... Uh, the cause for the change of tone. He's like, Hey, you know what? On the other hand, uh, you guys are on your own. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, through this whole process, there's been talks of like, um, bringing back military tribunals and and things like that, because, you know, what's clearly happening is a violation of the Nuremberg code. Uh, because, you know, you can't mandate people take a jab that is, um, experimental. Uh, it's just, mm-hmm. just can't ha- I mean, that's written in the law. The, the world law and people are trying to ignore that like Germany's trying to ignore that uh, I think that the um, again I don't know what the equivocation of president of Germany is but he was trying to strike the Nuremberg code and actually get rid of that because if if it was uh, accurate then you know basically it means that he would be uh, facing a guillotine whoa we're gonna take him to like France for that they have a bunch there yeah, they're the best known for the guillotines, aren't they? Yeah, I think if I was going to be guillotined, I'd want to be guillotined in France, just for, like, nostalgic reasons. Yeah, no doubt. No, that is the, uh, the land of the guillotines. Uh, I went there. I was in Paris once, and, and they have a obelisk um, set up right in the middle of that square, and I'm blanking on the name of the square right in the heart of Paris, where they where they had the— well, they had lots of guillotines set up all over France, but that was where the main guillotine was set up, where they, like, beheaded— the king and uh, Marie Antoinette and all that stuff. And uh, now they have like an obelisk erected right in, right on the spot where the guillotine sat. And it's a trip just to kind of stand there and look at that square and picture it during those times when it was just flooded with the masses of, of Parisians just hungry for blood. Well, maybe the most of them or whatever, but just the, the craziness, the madness that overtook uh, France at that time and uh, during the French Revolution and how many people were guillotined right there in that square and so many other squares and, and guillotines around the country, uh, that trips me out. And it was a trip to stand there and look at that obelisk and just go, fuck, right here, all that crazy shit happening. Crazy. Yeah, no and shit. I went and got, like, some ice cream. <laughs> they have ice cream in France? Uh, yeah, they, got, they have ice cream in France. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, yeah. You know, advanced nation. They have freezers. Looking at that history, like, back in, you know— um, when I was a kid and I heard about like people watching these mass guillotines and mass hangings and things, I was like, man, what an uncivilized country that must've been. They were just like thriving off of this kind of stuff. But like with all this stuff that's going on now, I kind of get it. Um, When they they started coming after, I mean, when they started attack, like Canada is starting to attack its people. Uh, Justin Trudeau is, is really going after them. Uh, Macron, uh, the president of France now just said something recently. He said uh, the unvaccinated are not citizens. And, um, you know, 
he's marginalizing that group. And I mean, when you, when you start doing something like that and you start gearing hate towards a margin, a, a small group, you know, you're, you're really, you're, you're basically trying to start a, a, a genocide, you know? So, um, well, that plays into that, that video that we both just watched recently where, oh God, I can't remember his name, dude. I, I wish I would have had more of this ready at my fingertips, but the, the clinical psychologist who wrote the, um, the the mass psychosis theory or hypothesis yeah and he had basically outlined that as one of the elements required to um have the mass psychosis or the mass formation psychosis outcome was um dehumanizing uh, a specific group and that there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to look at that and a lot of ways to apply that theory like oh these people are dehumanizing them and then vice versa no but you're dehumanizing us and all of it can totally be applied. But when you think about a ruler of a country, like a president, um, singling out or or separating out non-vaccinated people um, and essentially saying they're not citizens is certainly, I don't know, that's dehumanizing and certainly alienating to many people who, uh, shit, man, that's that's crazy to wrap your mind around. And it's even more crazy when you think about the more and more they're learning about the effectiveness of natural immunity to this particular virus and how on par, if not better, natural immunity is proving to be than vaccinated immunity, right? Like just the raw, the raw data of what are you better off having um, vaccinated immunity or natural immunity? And the answer I think is probably both, but they're certainly comparable if not better. Like if you had to choose between one or the other, um, I think natural immunity is sizing up pretty strong, um, certainly on par, but maybe even better. Of course, to get natural immunity, you have to get the sickness, so that part sucks. But um, it's weird to be denying all sorts of things like access to a restaurant or even citizenship because they choose not to get vaccinated immunity, especially if they have natural immunity. Like they can say, look, man, I have antibodies. I check your box. I'm not a threat to the public um, health system, um, but none of that seems to matter. None of that seems to be playing a role in in the vax or not vax decisions. Uh, it's just like, hey, yeah, I'm good. I'm not. I'm not killing anyone's grandma. I'm good. Well, yeah, because it's not about our health. What it's about is th- this is a plan that's been written out. It's been documented. Uh, you can find it if you look up uh, Fourth Industrial Revolution. If you can, if you look up Agenda 2020. If you look up Agenda 2030, uh, these are the plans um, that were set forth by uh, the World Economic Forum. They want to control the population by mandating a vaccine passport. So as soon as you mandate that that vaccine passport, you know, yeah, it starts with vaccines and it's under the guise of, oh, we're doing this for public health and we want everybody to be protected. But next thing you know, like, if you want to go into Walmart and and buy something or you want to go to the grocery store, you know, yeah, right now you need a vaccine. But, you know, uh, 10 years down the road, you know, you might have to shit. I don't know. You might need a lobotomy or something. You might be you might need some. You know, they basically have control to do anything to you because they, they're controlling your food source, essentially. By, yeah, by oh, mandating that. Really yeah. So I mean that then, that's what people need to need to understand. This is not about our health. This is about um, control. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. None of it makes sense, especially the more and more we learn. Uh, and that's what keeps tripping me out is the more and more we learn about the effectiveness or longevity of natural immunity and its superiority or at least um, e- equal effectiveness of vaccinated immunity. Uh, why would we be differentiating? Isn't the goal to have more immune people? Who cares by what means they become immune? If the goal is to reduce spread and spread immunity, uh, natural immunity should count, uh, for at least for something. It's it's weird to be like, no, nope, your immunity doesn't count. You didn't take our immunity. Um, it's very, very, uh, uh, it, uh, smacks, as re- smacks of religion, like the Crusades or or something, where two very similar religions, not that, that, uh, um, that Muslim and Christianity are all that similar, but down to tenants, I guess you could argue that they are very similar, but for two people to hate each other so much based on such slight differences is weird and, and, uh, a bad indicator of just mob mentality sort of thing. And just the others, you know, us and others sort of thing. Well, we've been consistently divided now for quite some time based on everything, based on race, based on, uh, left versus right, um, based on abortion, not abortion, based on black lives matter, not black lives matter. Um, this is, in my opinion, this is a controlled operation to take down nation states, because if you have strong nation states, then you can't have a one world government. And that's, that's what's going on. We've been compromised and infiltrated and the media is complicit and dividing a country so that, you know, you, you can't even find somebody nowadays who's on the left damn near that would say like, I love America or that would hang like a, a U S flag. They think that the, yeah, flag, the flag stands yeah. for something racist and the flag right. is not racist. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's, that's sad. It has been co-opted by a certain set. Um, but it certainly shouldn't be viewed as that way, but it's kind of become that. It's universally understood that if you have a flag on the back of your pickup truck, you're a Trump guy. Uh, and that's that's the general assumption. And, um, yeah, no, it sucks that our nation's flag that we all uh, live under. Uh, I'm not, not a big nationalist myself, but um, it, it does suck that the flag was uh, um, kind of kind of is now becoming that symbol. That sucks. Oh. All right. Look at this. Okay, I'm getting buzzed. I see we have a guest in the waiting room, in our green room. You do? Yeah. The button is green, so I'm calling it our green room. All right, let's see. Let's All see, right, let's see if we can bring characters. him in. Let's see if it works. There you are. Oh, there shit. he is. Yeah. Fucking What's mall. up, dude? Nice. I guess I, I didn't know if y'all were going to be staring at each other or not. So I yeah, man, turn your video on unless you're wearing uh, nothing. In that case, turn I'm, your video on. No, I'm completely. I just I'm sitting here naked, dude. I don't know that I can. <laughs> oh man, what's yeah. up, brother? What's happening, boys? Good to see you. Yeah, hey, Mike, what's up, man? Yeah, good to see you, bro. Shit. Yeah. All right. Good Shit. So we got our good buddy Brian Ma live on the show with us. This is awesome. As yeah. we uh figure out zoom and try to fumble our way through adding a guest here i think we got you this is awesome yeah. i got the sensor button ready you got the sensor button ready mike oh yeah 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 no i've got, I've got one finger on it <laughs> i've got nothing bad to say here guys uh, uh, dude i'm fucking with you i'm fucking with you 
PG or rated G? What are we supposed to be doing here? Oh, uh, it don't matter. Whatever the fuck you want. Oh, oh okay. Got it. Are you so sitting in right. bed? Are you in, are you in bed right there? Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I stayed home today. Feel a little sick, so oh. I'll hang out with my family, ride the yeah. bike track. Nice. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Well, th- th- so far we're 66% sick on the show. Derek is uh, under the weather also. Yeah. Cool. Congratulations. Is it the Omnicron variant or variant or whatever they call it these days? There's no N in Omicron. 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 Yeah, no, I, I got, I got some flavor of COVID. I don't know what it is, but I don't really give a shit. Cool. Congratulations, yeah. man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> After this one, I figure I'll be done. Okay. So, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever catch uh, COVID Classic or any of the uh, previous old school versions of COVID, Derek? Oh, you know, Derek? I don't know. I, I would, I would have to imagine I probably did having a daughter, you know, that has been going to school this entire time. Blame uh, it on your daughter. That's a cheap move, dude. Well, no, I mean, kids, kids get it, but they get it as a runny nose. Like, yeah, yeah. kids don't really get it. So, but I imagine I've gotten it from, and she's been with her friends that I've gotten it, and they've said, oh, yeah, by the way, um, uh, she would have friends over, and her friend would be positive COVID. And so her her uh, mother would tell us and they would say like, oh, yeah, she was positive. So I'm sure I've gotten it. But so this is probably yeah. Omni. Omni. Sorry. But yeah. Omni. Omni cold. Omicron. <laughs> Omicron. Nice. Ma, you, you, you had one of the gnarly ones. Yeah. Like last year, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, I never ran to the doctor and got tested. I, um, but um, at the end of the day, I was pretty wiped out. I uh, had all the symptoms and. It was about seven days of thinking, um, I don't know, maybe this was my time. Maybe I was going to be dying on this one. And then all of a sudden, wow. I decided, like all sicknesses. And yeah, it's all good. Wow. wow. You, I remember talking to you while you were on your uh, uh, presumed deathbed. Mm-hmm. And um, you said someone brought over like a crazy concoction of a bunch of weird ass shit. And I couldn't help thinking, wonder what that's looking like. What's that? Oh, uh, well, actually... Come to find out, it wasn't a bunch of weird shit. It was more uh, stuff I didn't know what it was because I'd never taken yeah. it. So, you know, it's a combination of vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, uh, Take drinking a terrible tea. And uh, I'd have uh-huh. to talk to Jennifer on that one to see what all that was about. But I drank that every day. And then uh, the big one was uh, quercetin. Quercetin. Um, quercetin, yeah. Uh-huh. And so when I think I asked for, I haven't heard of that one. I was being told, uh, I'm not a vitamin taker, but, um, my family is, and my wife just, she added it to her. So I don't know if it's good stuff for viruses or what, but you know, it's just maybe a autoimmune booster. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's always good to have vitamin C and D and all that shit. I mean, it keeps your skin smooth and your hair lustrous. So, you know, just make you more beautiful than, than, than normal. So all that's good. Also good side effects. I don't know if I can handle much more beauty though, man. So like just, (laughs) it's been tough. Derek, you are, you are, you are overflowing with attractiveness. Yes. Look at Derek. all handsome sitting there in his man cave. How are you doing, bud? Good, good, man. It's good to see you. Yeah. Am I glowing? Oh, you are a little bit. Oh, maybe. Oh, no, that's just the Buddha above you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Quer- quercetin is uh, it's a it 
injects the zinc into your cells is what that does. And take, when you take zinc with quercetin, it acts as, as if it's hydro, hydroxychloroquine, mm. which is, uh, you know, obviously the demonized uh, version. I have both hydroxychloroquine. I have ivermectin. Um, I have uh, budesonide. Um, I got a whole bunch of shit to fight this thing. I'm not fucking around. You know what's well, weird about this pandemic is it's turned everyone into an amateur doctor because all the information that's out there is so uh, unbelievable from from all sides. Everything you hear is contradicted by the other sides. So you're like, okay, what's true? You know, this guy's saying this is a miracle drug. This other guy's saying it's going to kill you and it's for livestock. Uh, what do we what do we take here? So I know I've spent more time researching fucking medicines I can barely even pronounce than I ever have in my life, and I hope I never have to do this again because it is very. Uh, exhausting. I did not choose to go to medical school. It's uh, it's not my field. Could you imagine if we had started like talking about all the variants, like when we were in high school and for the past 20 plus years, we've been like every year discussing the different variants and look out because your neighbor might have it. You could die. <laughs> yeah. That'd be just yeah. life been miserable. Or even making you a bad person. Like, if you go to the grocery store without a, mit, a mask, you're killing people. Like, right. oh, God, I, I, I'm, I'm fucking terrible. God, I, right. I, I ran in and bought some toothpaste at CVS last week, and I, I didn't have a mask. Like, fuck, I'm a murderer. Right. Yeah, it's well, nuts, man. I, I, I want to tell this story because this this is so funny because this iconoclastic mall, this iconic mall right here. Um, so I remember when I found that coronavirus was released in Wuhan because I was watching some videos that were um, showing like people scrambling in the streets. They're showing them spraying the streets down in Wuhan. And I remember I called Ma and I said, Ma, there's a serious disease out there. You got to be careful. And Ma's oh, like, you gave him a heads up. I remember that I phone did. call. All right. You gave Ma the heads yeah. up. Ma's like, ah, fuck it, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, <and> I was <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know what? I wish I kind of went your direction at that point there, Ma, but I didn't. I like embraced it and I huddled up inside my house for about six months miserably. Um, but you know what? Life's too short to be fucking around like that. It really is, man. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there, there's two guarantees. We probably talked about this before, but we got two guarantees in life, you know, and one we've already been given is we've got a birth date and at the end there's a death date and i'm not saying don't to go run out and jump in front of a car and if it ain't your day you're not going to die but at the end of the day it's a guarantee we're all going to die and to inflict this kind of fear and terror into a whole world not even just a community not just like thinking about going to mexico and being like oh man i don't know might get shot I, cartel's crazy we just injected a fear into society of death. So now everybody is going to start living in fear of something that's guaranteed and stop living for what life is supposed to be for. And that's, in my eyes, enjoying family, seeing friends, going and doing th the things you love, obviously working, having careers. But man, this, this little sickness thing, sure put a damper on things, fellas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, Do you think so. that there's there's more behind it? Do you think this was planned? Do you think this was like uh, um, the, the fears being pumped out there on purpose? Or what do you think? Well, oh, man. I'll tell you right now that I feel like 
we are in a generation to where this world has seen an amount, an immense amount of ups and downs, you know, starting back when, you know, Christopher Columbus, let's say, sailed the seas, you know, and, and where we're at with in a way that an economy has ran and it's seen a depression, it's seen recessions, it's seen economy boosts. I mean, it, what would be, why would we be crazy to say that there isn't an opportunity for a time and place to where we have to inflict a economic crash, even though there really isn't one simply because what comes up must, what goes up must come down. And when I say that it's more back to the beliefs or the, the history, you know, when we were younger, we saw a seven-year rise and a seven-year fall in the economy. Seven years of good. And it kind of followed, with, but not necessarily seven years of bad, but it was an economic rise. And then as we got here, well, right now, I feel like we're at like a 14-year. They tried to grow and in a uh, economic pandemic to try to shut down an economy that has, let's just say, a 15 or 20 year slide. Can we sustain that as a world? And looking at the big picture of like global economics, I feel like, yeah, this absolutely could have been planned. Do we have a population problem? Do we have a... Uh, you know, an obesity problem? Do we have a lot of health issues? I mean, these are all debts. The, you know, at the end of the day, life, unfortunately, is looked at as business. So, yeah, I'm a firm believer that this was a planned pandemic. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, I, I think part of the thing that I believe is that, um, well, I mean, this is documented, too. You could look at the, um, you know, Agenda 2030, or you could look at the fourth industrial revolution plans and they, they want to implement a vaccine passport. That's a way to control the population. And I, I think what it appears to me was that this was the plan was to shut down everything uh, for a sustained amount of time um, and then kill the economy, make everybody dependent on the government. Uh, once that happened, then implement the vaccine with the vaccine passport you wouldn't have an option then because everybody would be dependent on the government at that point and then we would be fully and completely controlled and whether this is true or not i don't know but some people speculate that trump the reason why he rushed the vaccine was to uh stop this prolonged shutdown of the entire economy to stop this complete shutdown of everything because he knew that would completely destroy the economy and and it would forego with the plan because the one enemy that nobody ever talks about is the new world order uh the world economic forum mm -hmm. uh, the people that want the one world government and to have a one world government you have to not have any strong nation states yeah we you know you start looking outside of what just America has and you and you look at the TV and you see the news and the countries that are on there. I was talking with a, a customer slash friend who has been invited to go over to Dubai for a, a annual golf tournament they throw for a lot of their vendors and you know the, the 
we're in the metal business. So they go and they, a lot of aluminum, aluminum comes out of Dubai. And the guy was telling me about how amazing it is that, yeah, you got to deal with all the protocol for flying to, with the COVID, but it's about, it's a few hours into the trip and it sure seems like COVID goes away and you land in Dubai, you get off the plane and there's absolutely no signs of COVID. And as a matter of fact, that is the only country in the world that does not have any COVID. And you also got to look at that the same family is ruling that country that has ruled it since Egyptian back, I don't even know how many hundreds of years ago, thousands of years, but it, it just, I don't know. There's other countries out there. Suddenly there's no such thing as COVID yet. We've got Americans traveling there constantly. Come on. Yeah. Well, did you see AOC in Florida? Did you see the video of her partying it up maskless? Oh, no yeah. mask. Uh, hugging, hugging some, some dude was like, had her grasp and was hugging her like full blown body hug. It looked like he kissed her in a way too, but it's like, man, it's almost like uh, lockdowns for ye, but not for me. There, there's, know, it, yeah. there's certainly, yeah, absolutely. That's hundred percent, Derek. She, she, uh, she's got, you know, she gets down. I mean, look at everybody in this world, no matter how powerful they are, even, Elon Musk, you know, all these people with all this money and all this power, they're still human beings. They, you know, and unfortunately, the world is driven by greed, you know, and at the end of the day, I guarantee you, we'd have a hard time. Now, granted, my morals kick in at some point, but if somebody handed you millions of dollars, something that we're striving for, you know, that we don't even, we don't have any, we've already made our first million or two, but the reality is, is we don't know what it's like to have a few million sitting in the bank and somebody throws that at you. I'll tell you right now, all these people in power, they've got that coming at them and they're, they could be swayed for sure. Oh, that's a good point. You know, I talked to a nurse having COVID. I talked to a nurse last night. Uh, I wanted a consultation. And I talked this nurse has treated COVID patients. after COVID. She is like a COVID patient treater. She's been doing it forever. And what she said is that the people that go in the hospital, 23% of them who go on remdesivir, which is a drug that the hospitals get paid by the government to put you on, 23% of them have kidney failure. When you have kidney failure, then you get fluid, extra excess fluid in your body. When you get excess fluid in your body, your lungs fill up with fluid. When your lungs fill up with fluid, they put you on a vent ventilator. They get excess money when they put you on a ventilator. The government gives them money when you get put on a ventilator. And then when you die as a COVID death, they get money. When it's marked as a COVID death, they get money for that. You need to uh, just stop talking like that, Derek Dieter, you <laughs> conspiracy theorist, you. Yeah, no, you know, you would think that. You would think that I was a conspiracy theorist. But, uh, you know, He's what is the, the, state, the statement is, uh, what's the difference between conspiracy and... Uh, and not six months. There's a six month difference between conspiracy theories and and not right. a conspiracy. It's like they're all coming true, right? Michael, yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. I don't know, dude. Sometimes uh, I uh, I feel a little left behind in the trajectory of this whole thing because I'm just so goddamn busy chasing babies around my house. Uh, I just don't have a lot of time to 
uh, read and pay attention uh, like I used to. And what little time I do get to really read and research, I, I just do it purely for fun. And I don't enjoy COVID uh, much, you know, so I don't, I don't know, dude. Um, lately, I've been I've been digging in a little bit more. I think some of the recent interviews on Rogan have sparked my interest a little bit more because the the few interviews those doctors like McCullough and and um, uh, who's the other guy? Malone did those interviews on Rogan and and those were so um, pivotal, I think, in the masses understanding or perception of what's going on, that those interviews are changing things uh, across the board for everybody. It's causing some to entrench and double down on their denial or or their fight against that sort of rhetoric. And it's causing a lot of others to speak out and get more involved and become more vocal where they were ostracized or, or um, you know, kind of swept under the rug yeah. uh, for most of the other thing for saying those sorts of things. And those have been interesting. And then it's caused me to go out and find some other kind of doctors like podcasts. I drive a lot, so I'll listen to podcasts of doctors who are doing interviews and all that. So I have learned more about COVID in the last few weeks than than I have tried to over the last two years. Um, I'm uh, I'm at the point now, I was talking to Derek earlier in the show before he brought Yenma, that I'm I'm surprised. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised, but I'm, I don't like the fact that we're still singling out people for not being vaxxed with the, uh, under the, the false umbrella of, oh, you're not immune, you're a danger to society. So by not getting vaxxed, you're a menace to society and we have to bar you from certain things. Um, where if it were true that people who were not vaxxed were such a, a risk or such a problem, then I guess that's a different conversation. But they're finding out more things now and now about natural immunity and how it's at least as good, if not better, than vaccinated immunity. And it's weird to still be singling out people in the face of that um, obvious data to uh, that. That makes it more obvious than ever that the real goal isn't to um, cause mass immunity and move past the pandemic. It's more about control when you don't care if someone is immune, but immune by a different means than the one you want them to be immune by. Like, oh, you got natural immunity. Well, that one doesn't count for us. We need you to be vaccinated immunity. And if you don't get vaccinated immunity, you can't go grocery shopping or you can't fly to somewhere or you can't fucking send your kids to school, you know. Um, so all that's weird and it's tough to wrap your mind around other than the simple answer of uh, there's a different reason that they want everyone to get vaccinated. Um, yeah. I, I think personally, the data I've seen uh, has a, a good case for vaccination, but probably not if you've already been infected with the virus. So if you've already had covid there doesn't seem to be a lot of reason to get vaccinated. You've already got immunity. Why go through the risks, even if they are small risks of weird side effects and and causing and and some of the vaccines causing harm in people? Those cases are certainly out there and those are suppressed. That's also weird that the government's saying, hey, take this vaccine. It's totally safe. And they're they're suppressing the data that shows, well, it's not entirely safe. Um, there are quite a few cases of, of people being harmed by it. And the odds are certainly low. And all vaccines and medications have side effects, so it's understandable. But why are you trying to hide that information from the public? Like, tell them tell them what's wrong with it, and we'll make our own choice. Like, I don't see it any different as when you see some fucking commercial on TV talking about the latest drug, um, saying like, hey, this thing's going to make you live a better life. Uh, it'll make you a little happier. Oh, side effects include uh, diarrhea, sore stomach, uh, thoughts of suicide, and may cause death. But hey, ask your doctor if whatever's beer is right for you. Um, they tell you what you might gain, and they also tell you what the risks associated with it are, and then you go make an informed decision on your own. 
right. why are they hiding all that information on this vaccine? That's super concerning, you know? And they can't well, be so If somebody came to you and said, well, hey, guys, you know, let's, it's, it's time, you know, we're, we're pr- sick of printing. We're sick of worrying about people having, having money on them, having identification on them. You don't have to worry about it. You could go to the beach. Don't take your wallet. You could drive down the street. Don't worry about it. You, you simply put this chip in your arm. It's got all your information on it. It's, it's cut. It's cutting edge. It's the best thing ever. Would you guys do it? Well, we've, we're no almost way. already there. Our phones operate in that way. So we've all got a phone in our pocket. We can all pay for things through Google Pay, Apple Pay. Yep. Um, you, you can have all your identification right in there. And, and you know what I mean? You're getting on a plane. You don't even have to bring your actual ID anymore. You can have all that right on your phone. Right. Um, so but, I mean, I mean, we're, we're, we're damn near there. Right? Of, but what about get rid of the phone? I'm saying so you don't have to have anything. It's something that's physically put inside your body. Mm. That would be pretty sweet. I mean, if you knew that somebody's not hacking into you, if you knew that there wasn't uh, an ability to do something bad to you, it, you know, it would feel a lot like an all-inclusive resort where you don't have to like pay for a drink when you go to the bar. You could just walk up and just be like, "Dude, seven beers," and like, they scan your arm and you're off yeah. back to the pool. Hey, what's up, guys? You've already been scanned as you walk in. We got your money. We got your name. Like, what? What you need? <laughs> I don't even got to tell you my room number. You just you have all that. All right. So isn't I mean, that yeah, called the market? Wise? The market of the beast, isn't that what that is? Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, that's that's the direction it's going, and and you know, it's uh, it's an amazing, it's an amazing sounding thing, but the unfortunate part about all of it for me is that it's controlled by man. It's controlled by a human being that uh, you know is essentially the same as all of us, just different education. But you know, there's. Yeah, I don't know. There's an ability, even carrying these phones around, you can hack into them, create well, it, use it. And even the information we voluntarily give up by using our phones by, you know, these giant tech companies are like, hey, here's a free email account like Gmail yep. or here's Facebook or here's a really cool messenger account like, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, WhatsApp or something like that. Oh. It's like, oh, hey, here's this really cool tool that you can use and you'll love it. Your family will love it. You'll share photos. You'll see grandma on video and, and all this is really great. And people download it and go, wow, what a great thing we have for free. But really what you're giving up is you're giving all sorts of personal information that they turn around and use for marketing to resell and to uh, track your buying behavior potential and, and likelihood and all that kind of weird stuff. So you become a product, but really you're just given an opportunity to make yourself a product. And so many of us, if not all of us, like willingly allow ourselves to be made a product, some to a higher degree than others, but um, there's almost no way around it, you know? Um, Like, Derek, you even brought up a thing, like, you told me about some guy who was trying to live off the grid, like he built one of those homes that was all self-sustaining and he didn't want to be connected to power or phone or, like, totally disconnected um, off the grid sort of a home. And he was sued or or the government came down on him in some way, right? Like they wouldn't allow him to exist off the grid? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'll be able to find that story again. But yeah, as, an, as a veteran on top of that, and he, he bought yeah. some land off grid and he just ran everything off of solar. And uh, the cops came out and was like, no, you can't do that. What? Like, like why not? <laughs> I don't need anything from you. I don't need your uh, electricity. I've got a windmill. I don't need your water. I've got a well. I don't need anything from you. Yeah, yeah, sorry, but you still have to be 
you still have to be connected. You have to be on That's the weird. grid. Yeah, you got to be on the grid. You can't not be on the grid. Uh, you, can, you can't have solar and not be on the grid. It's complete bullshit. And you can't, I mean, you can also not own a home and not pay for a trash service or just turn all your utilities off. I don't think, I think you have to, my neighbor dumps his trash in his parents' house that lived down the street and they actually had to go fill out information, sign paperwork and submit it showing that, uh, you know, okay, they do have a place that they take their trash and they are paying a tax. And so he still has to pay a fee. It's just not as much as having your trash cans at your house. Oh, wow. So he opts not to subscribe to the trash pickup service. Correct. For a fee of $25 a month. Huh. So. Well, first, I'm jealous. My trash bill is way more than that. But right. second, that's weird where you're just like, no, skip my house. They're like, nope, nope. I mean, that's a racket, right? That's like right? the definition of a racket. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so on the other side, playing devil's advocate, if people just said like, no, I'm good. I don't want you to pick up my trash. And then that guy's yard just turns out being a trash heap. He's just dumping it in his backyard and that becomes a problem for everyone. You're, like we can't have that. You're absolutely right. And so that's why they, they have to have the showing. They still, my point is I, I appreciate that you have to have trash because sure. you're right. It would become a, a mess. It looked like my He's yard. ruin his neighbor's property value by living next to a fucking refuse pile. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day for him to still have to pay, even though he's proven that he can drop his trash off somewhere, that's right. it goes wrong. So, huh? I feel yeah. that way about street sweepers. I'm really mad at street sweepers right now because my neighborhood has a street sweeper that comes by every other week, and uh, I've only recently solved this problem. But up until a few weeks ago, I didn't have a big enough driveway to fit all of our cars on the driveway. So one or two of our vehicles was always parked on the sidewalk or on the street, and every other Tuesday. The street sweeper cruises by and leaves a nice little $45 ticket on anyone's windshield oh, parked no. on the parked on the street that day. And um, it bothers me for a number of reasons. Um, mainly, if, I, if, if, if I'm parked in front of my house, then I don't want you to sweep that little, like, you know, 12 foot by 6 foot space. That's my problem. That space looks ugly and it's in front of my house. Like, I'm not parked in front of a neighbor's house preventing his house from being swept. It's my house. So my penalty is having an ugly, not streeped, sweet uh, street. But you're penalizing me for not allowing you to sweep my street. Like, I'm good. Pass me up. Go go sweep someone else's street. Fuck off. It's well, weird, part, right? You're probably a part of an association that... I am. Pay, so you pay for that street sweeper to come by and then you pay for that yeah. guy to come by and give you a ticket and then seriously you pay the ticket fantastic that's like me buying really heavy boots just to kick myself in the nuts with that's like the guy that i saw walking out in the middle of the desert walking down the side of the road no houses around nothing exercising while wearing a mask because he was so worried that fresh air is going to get you I, I i i feel bad for people who have behaviors that are inexplicable. Like um, there is no data that shows walking around outside with a mask, unless you're like in a, a, an outdoor concert and you're pressed shoulder to shoulder with people like, okay, you might want to wear a mask there. It may help you. Uh, it may or may not. It may not help you as much as you think or whatever. That's arguable. But uh, alone running outside with no one around you uh, is fucking weird, dude. Like I, there's a lot of them out there, man. There's a lot of you them. You know what I trip on? 
and maybe there's more to the story. Maybe they're Uber drivers or whatever. But when I'm when I see two pe- or, or someone alone in their own car, they're alone in a car with the windows up and they're wearing a mask. Have you seen this? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Do you think that could mean that they're maybe just illegal or something? I don't know the rules. Uh, or they just robbed a bank and they're just like, this pandemic is fantastic for my line of work. <laughs> like I, I'm blending right in. Uh, I don't know, but I can't wrap my head around it. Like, did you did you just have your car like? detailed and you know you don't want to breathe whatever air the detail guy left inside there or like what's going on here do you just not even trust yourself like oh i don't know where i've been i better wear a mask like that's that's weird i've got a uh, customer i was just at their house yesterday and she's a uh, high school teacher here in town and uh she's talking about she's asb and so she's going around special groups and stuff and she's taking pictures of all the different groups for the uh, yearbook and so she goes and uh, goes up to this particular group. I don't recall the what it was exactly, but all this group is highly into wearing their masks. And a lot of the students in the high school level are into it. And what she found, so nevertheless, she she basically goes in and take the picture, says, hey, drop your mask. Let me take a picture of you guys. No, 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 no. We're going to leave the mask on. want to wear it for the, for the picture. Okay, whatever. You guys are dumb. Takes the picture. <laughs> And then I guess this one of the students came back to her and wanted to throw a party for, you know, they're taking off for Christmas. And, hey, we wanted to throw a party for our club. And we're just going to have so many people come over to this party. We'll have food and drink, drinks. And, you know, obviously it's at high school, so not not getting drunk, but, you know, a little, little Christmas party. And she's like, so you're telling me that you wouldn't take your mask off for me to take a picture. But yet you want to come in my classroom and, like, have this big bash and where you guys can claim you can take your masks off now because you're eating and drinking. So it's okay to be sitting there next to each other with no mask. But when you're just hanging out, you need to wear your mask. No, you're not having the part. Outside. You're outside. Uh, it, it's so. like it, illogical in so many ways. Like even just the the farce of going into a restaurant and having to wear your mask walking through the door and you're seated. You wa- You wear your mask walking to your seat. You sit down. You take off your mask. You right. eat food, you order a drink, you talk, you laugh, and then you got to take a piss. You stand up, you put your mask back on, uh-huh. you walk to the bathroom, take a piss, walk back to your table, take it off, order drinks, laugh, eat more food. What the fuck? I mean, are are, are you, like, not breathing while you walk to the bathroom? Is that the expectation? <laughs> or I, I just, like, wrap your mind around that logic. Or are we all just a bunch of idiots going, I don't know, that's the rule, so we just do it. Like, okay, duh, a bunch of lemmings. Like, it, it's... Uh, if you want to wear a mask, fine, totally fine with it. But what kind of fucking sense does that make? I think it's becoming, it's more like, well, what this te- this lady had said, she, it's more of a vanity thing, you know, like it's, you, you can cover your face. Like it's very much in high schools and maybe even college. It's a, like, it's all about the looks, you know, and you, you could be oh. ass ugly, put a mask on <laughs> and your eyes are beautiful, Mike, but you take that. Mask oh off. man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I think you're right there, Molly. That is the biggest victim I see of this pandemic is really kind of the high school age slash middle school age, because like I took my daughter to a trampoline park and nobody's wearing a mask. You're in a trampoline park. Uh, but you, you see some like teenagers just going around with their mask. It's part of their identity now. They're like, right. this is me with the mask on. It's like, take off your mask. You're, you're suffocating yourself. But but like you said, too, you know, during those ages, you're awkward. So you're kind of like, oh, well. They, they probably feel more comfortable hiding their faces because, you know, a lot of times people that age do feel like they're ugly well, and they want to hide themselves. 
Well, I, I will say there's never been a better time to be ugly. That's 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 indisputable, right? I mean, it's a fantastic time to be an ugly person or a person with like really bad teeth. You know, like this is fantastic. Like this is a godsend where I can walk around, uh, look people in the eye. I can smile. You can see I'm smiling because my eyes are squinting. Everything's fantastic. And you can't see my uh, my British smile. And uh, I hope British. the pandemic never ends. This is uh, it's a <laughs> right. fantastic thing. <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, dude, okay, so I'll even I'll even fess up for my own personal thing is uh, I got a cold sore a couple weeks ago and I was like, well, this works out great. Uh, I'm wearing a mask. I've got a cold sore. No one knows. I've, I'm I'm digging this. It was a very convenient uh, thing because cold sores are super obvious and hideous as fuck. Uh, so that that was kind of nice. I'll admit that um, I uh, I was happy about that. It came in handy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never I've never had a cold sore before, but. I kind of feel like us friends, if we were hanging out with you, yeah, we'd give you a hard time about it, Mike, because we all know where the it cold sore or the mask, the cold sore. We know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another episode, Ma. Oh, God damn okay. it. <laughs> Different stuff. Oh, which, which, <laughs> which bus trip did that occur on? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, by the way, uh, thanks for correcting me on my uh, freeway. Uh, uh, proclamation of when Bus and Steve came, came and saved the day. When the one bus driver was driving us to a show, we bothered him so much that he pulled over and quit. And then Bus and Steve showed up and saved the day. I got the uh, I got the freeway wrong. Remember, I said it was on the ninety one going to Imperial or like yeah, Imperial Highway or something. Was that the fifteen going to the Agave? Uh, dude, honestly, I got it wrong, so I don't know. But I I'll take your word for it. You're much better at that than I am. I'm just taking a wild guess, but I'm thinking that's what what it was. It was that blue that blue agave and like what was that? San Diego or that was San Diego, yeah. Something like that. That was the one where a good friend of ours um uh denied vehemently uh some special exploit going on in the bathroom in the back of the bus and a young lady's head went through the window. Um I won't name names. But, How can you uh, this? How can oh, you I do was there. I remember like that. that. When your handrail for the outdoor patio is eye level with the windows on the bus, there's yeah, no yeah, denying yeah. what we all saw. We, we 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 saw you. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you can't deny that it happened. You can deny the circumstances, maybe, but you can't deny that it happened. And I guarantee that person's got to listen to this and knows. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. You know what you did. You. <laughs> and we loved oh, man. it. Fantastic. Those were great times, dude. It makes me feel so old when I think about like, oh, how long ago was that? Oh my God, it was 20 years ago or something like that, yeah, you know? For sure. Uh, it doesn't feel like that long ago. And I don't feel like I'm that different of a guy. Really, I'm just an older kid now. I haven't really grown up. Uh, yeah. So it's weird sometimes when I throw a number in there. Different levels of maturity have happened, but you're absolutely right. I feel like the same person. I'd be willing to yeah. go, I'd necessarily do all the same things, but I'd definitely go to the same places and have just as much fun. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Bar barring a few exceptions, I'd be pretty much down to just do it all over again, you know? Right. I, I might know. pass we, on we, a uh, on we, a thing here or there, but... We'd probably get separate <laughs> hotel rooms on Rosarita instead of packing 30 people in there, but... Yeah, I, I did it now, I'm but... not sure that I'd try sleeping on the beach with you, Derek, and <laughs> beyond us. Right? That was crazy. That was so crazy. It was four of us, I think, right? You, me, yeah. DJ, and uh, and my brother Tups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit, yeah. Stupid bitches fucking suck. Oh, you ain't kidding, man. Goodness gracious. <laughs>
Yeah. That decision. Stupid bitches won't you. fucking go away. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's man. kind of disappeared from my, uh, from my life, man. I finally had a, uh, I finally had a, a final draw that, uh, slowed down communication. So we're, yeah, we're doing good. So yeah. 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 No, me too. Same when I just kind of, uh, onward. <laughs> right. So she hit me up on LinkedIn one time and she was like, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to over and over. And I was like, no, I don't want to talk. And she's, she was like, what is it? Is it bros before hoes? And this is what I said, kind of like, <laughs> kind of, yeah, I know. It. So yeah, that was about it. Wow. Yeah. LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, you're desperate if you're hitting me up on LinkedIn, like, come on. Like, like that's, that's a weird job. one that's a weird one to hit you up on like hey Seriously. can i have a reference and also can i hit you up about some old annoying past no one wants to talk about like yeah weird all right linkedin huh mm-hmm. so what did you guys do for the new year uh baby new year dude so we just hung out we did uh east coast new year's with the boys at nine o'clock watched the ball drop did a uh, champagne the boys had well my older boy had apple cider and we did arts and crafts before New Year's together, so we made noisemakers out of like coffee cups and made party hats out of construction paper, and and uh, that's where we're at right now. So we had a great one, dude. Just us, kind of doing the doing the kid New Year party. It was fun. Gosh, wouldn't it be cool to go back in time and do the same exact conversation, but like twenty years ago? <laughs> you mean you weren't making party hats out of construction paper and going to bed at nine o'clock? Come yeah. on, <laughs> come on. The hell you say? Good stuff, dude. I know. That's uh, where I'm at now, dude. I'm the most boring uh, guy in the world, and I love it. So much yeah, fun. Yeah, for sure. And, and the reality is it only gets better. I mean, it, it really does, man. And I, yeah. I see somebody with a baby, and like it just you could tell the stress levels are like through the roof. And, you know, you almost maybe mom and dad don't even like each other right at the moment. And it's like, you know what? Life gets better, guys. And it, it does. These kids get five years old and up. It seems like it's on. Yeah. Well, as someone with older kids than than whoever you're talking to, you're doing the world a service by telling them that because sometimes it does feel like you're in this never ending uh, chore where I mean, it's 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 fucked to say it's a chore because it's it's awesome, but it's fucking hard. Right. And it does yeah. bring you to your wits end. And, and uh, it just seems like more than you can bear sometimes. And then, yeah, someone who's uh, five or six or seven years ahead of it, like you are, where you just kind of go like, oh, yeah, I remember those times. They were horrible. Um, or really hard, but it does get better. That goes a long way. Uh, it's yeah. a little light at the end of the tunnel. It really is, man. And then now have gnarly. You look at Fred. I mean, look at uh, JT. I mean, yeah, he he was a baby once, and now he's a grown man. And I don't know what kind of shape he's in right now, but I'd imagine he's doing pretty good, right? God, man, it, he he makes me feel old as fuck. Like I don't realize that much time went by, but I remember him when he was just a couple of years old. I mean, I remember when he was born, obviously, but you yeah. know, playing with him as just a tiny kid. And sometimes I still think of him as little JT. And yeah, now he's a twenty-two-year-old man, and uh, it's a trip. And he's and he's a good man. He really is. He's uh, he's he's hardworking. He's he's got a good girlfriend. She's really really cool. Um, they're both just doing their thing, man. So it's awesome. it's cool to see them doing stuff and it's neat to see the impression I made on him. Like, like drums, obviously he's a really good drummer. He's better than I, I am or ev- than I ever was. Uh, so that's pretty cool to be able to pass that on. Yeah. And, um, uh, that's cool shit, man. It really is cool. It does make me feel old though. I, I would love to have another like sushi party at, at your mom's house and like, you know, just that whole crew together. Like we're kind of, everyone's a little bit spread out now, but 
Yeah. Really cool, man. With a few exceptions, but you know, like we, they would yeah. be. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, dude. So in a couple of years, I don't know what age is going to make sense for my older boy, but he already wants to go fishing really bad. He sees all of our pictures. Um, I have those up in my garage of us on all all our fucking tuna trips and shit. Yeah. And uh, he wants to go fishing really bad. So whenever he's a real like a, a reasonable age to bring out on a tuna boat, I don't know what that age is, but um, whenever that makes sense, let's do that, dude. Bring your boys. I'll bring my boy, and eventually bring both my boys. Go out tuna fishing. That would be so cool. And then go back, do the whole tuna party, yeah. get the pad. That that That's like an experience yeah. uh, like no other. Yeah, that was pretty awesome, man. Yep. Yep. Derek, you got to bring Esme out. Get her on a tuna boat. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to go on a tuna <laughs> boat. But I know. Yeah, I don't like those boats. What did you do for the new year or Christmas and all that, Derek? Uh, well, I have a friend that's from L.A. that moved to Alabama. Um, so he's about four hours away and, uh, he came out and we hung out in a man cave. We, uh, walked around downtown Knoxville. Um, didn't end up staying up till midnight or anything, but you know, just hung out and, uh, that's about it really. Cool. It was fun. It was fun. Very relaxing. I had the whole week off work the, the week after that. So it was just a week of rest. So it was very nice. Excellent, man. Good to what hear about you. Did you, uh, did you stay up to, to midnight or are you? Oh yeah, I think I stayed up till probably about two thirty or three. Do you have, uh, you have pe- people over? Or? We went up to that. We got that property that's up in the desert that we kind of created our own little campground. It's uh, Mike's been up there. I don't know if you've been up to that Cougar Butte, Lucerne Valley. No. Yeah, but no. been up there camping. And so we got a a, thir- a buddy of mine uh, picked up and myself picked up a property and just create our own little spot. And so it's kind of been where we go. Um. And the kids ride, and we go off-roading. And if you guys have heard of the King of Hammers, um, it's up where they throw that big event. It's like a rock-crawling vehicles, just racing, off-road racing. But Okay. Awesome. Cool yeah. Wow. So, so you have, like, buildings out there? You guys bring camping gear or trailer, that kind of thing? Our, we take our motor home. Um, we're going to have our fruit. We have, like, a little kiosk there with a, a map and, like, a sign-in book. And then we have a fire pit. And then... A wood pile, obviously, but really we just bring our rigs, our motorhomes in or our tents and uh, go stay in those. Um, on the 28th, awesome. the 28th of this month, we're going to build a little, we tore down, there's a bunch of grows out there. And so a bunch of weed grows everywhere out there Oh, and um, they're getting shut down and we don't know the extent of like what the deal is, but it's like, if you look across the valley, you see a bunch of these wood shacks with a bunch of like greenhouses, like these hoop just the 30 foot wide and they could be 100 foot long and they pull the tarps over them huh. so those things are everywhere so um they get a i guess they're going in and they're tearing them down or like raiding them shutting them down but they just leave all the trash so we went and oh, uh, pulled one that's of nice yeah exactly it looks like a mess in a lot of places but nevertheless we pulled one of those hoop houses down or the greenhouses and we're going to build a, what we're going to call it. So we call our property the office. And then I got another 10 acres across the dirt road from us where our immediate place is called the break room. So nice. we're getting ready to build the lounge on the off in the office. And nice. be one of these little, it's going to be like a greenhouse, but we're going to put sheet metal over it. A little wood burning stove, just a place to get out of the weather if it gets wicked. So, That's rad, man. That's super cool. Yeah. So that'll be our first structure on the property. Very cool. Oh, 10 acres. That's that's sizable. Yeah. It's 
cool, man. It's uh, you know, it's one of those where we don't have to go up to where everybody's camping in the OHV area and deal with all the traffic. We can we're kind of off off to ourselves and it's super chill, good for the kids. You don't got people blazing through your camp. So it, it's been pretty amazing, man. You guys, I'd love to get you guys up there one day. Yeah, man, that'd be fun. It would be cool. I can't wait to take my boys camping. Uh, that'll just be awesome. I don't know what age that makes sense. Like right now, do my older boys just wild as hell? I think it'd be really hard to bring him camping at, at he's not quite three. Six months. And my younger boy. Six months is what? a good time to start. Six months old Six. is about a good time to get him going. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, where they put everything in their mouth. By the time, yeah, exactly. That's called an immune immune system, my friend. I know. Ah, I know. Nature's vaccine care of everything nowadays, but uh, there really is an immune system. They do have a dirt vaccine now, right? I can get, or that I'm going to be mandated to get that I can oh, just give I would, my boys, and then yeah, at the same time you get the carbon monoxide vaccine, just because you're going to be around off road vehicles. So I'm sure you'll. Need yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And then the methane vaccine, because you know I <laughs> fart a lot. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all, in all honesty i mean our kids obviously been camping since they were six months old or even younger probably wow. but wow sawyer will be six here in about uh what a couple days the, on the 11th and i think probably three or four is a solid three three years old is a good time to get them out there yeah so stressed out about them eating a bunch of dirt yeah, that's kind of really the only thing is our three-year-old just got past that stage. Um, now he only pretends to put things in his mouth just to be a dick because uh, he knows that we're, we're going to be like, no, don't put that in your mouth. So he'll like go, ah, I'm going to eat it. And you're like, oh, you punk. <laughs> yeah. um, the one-year-old dude, he's like a virtual vacuum cleaner right now. He just learned to walk, and his whole his whole thing is walking around the edges of the room right along the uh, the floorboards and finding every little piece of dust or hairball hair or piece of fuzz or whatever and he's just like oh sweet and just eats it and we're like fuck man you barely even eat your food and you're just like saving all your space for hairballs like what really that's your thing so man that kid dude he'd fucking he'd eat something if we took him out there i know you know, tubs, tubs, Go ahead. Takes, tubs takes uh his baby out he's got a uh, a baby girl um well i don't know if you knew that but he, he he takes her climbing up up mountains like he he has the pack on her and uh yeah she's like uh i don't think she's one yet i mean she's young and um yeah they take her everywhere they're real outdoorsy you know they live in denver right now nice yeah i used to we used to rock the bijorn and uh had a couple other things where you wear them like a backpack or wear them like a i guess what is that like a kangaroo kind of sit on your yeah. chest or whatever uh -huh. a little pouch yeah yeah but that's cool man oh dude tups is in denver wasn't wasn't like horrible fires and shit and all that or was that in the denver area or i don't know i just know colorado has was a bunch of fires yeah that was, was boulder, boulder. Mm -hmm. i think north okay. boulder or something mm. i don't know is that near denver or something I'm not, yeah I'm yeah not, uh... it's near, near all right yeah it's near denver it's just north of right. denver um yeah and the, if you look there's a video of those fires burning and the odd thing is that uh every house in that neighborhood burnt down was burning seemingly from the inside and the trees that were outside, like if a fire went house to house, the trees were spared. So it was kind of really an odd circumstance. Conspiracy, Sounds like a conspiracy. world. The conspiracy world is really going awry with that, but the houses are spontaneously combusting. It's a yeah. smart meters tied to the gas system. They're blowing fire through the houses instead of natural gas. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Smart meters. Right on. Oh, man. Oh, man. So how's your backyard coming, Ma? You were building a whole, like, BMX racetrack for your boys back there. Oh, it's unbelievable, man. It's uh, it's it's running. The main line's running. Uh, it's just these rains have really slowed down progress. Uh, make the dirt hard, sure. nice and smoothed out. But uh, I actually took a digger here about two weeks ago, went head over heels, and um, I don't know if I rebroke or just bruised or what I did, but my ribs are not working correctly or feeling correctly. <laughs> oh, dude, but, I can relate. Uh, I don't know if I told you the story, but I did that where I was visiting Ron's dad in uh, Bullhead, Arizona, and he had bought a house out there. It had a big dirt backyard, and Ron's younger nephews had made a bike ramp in the backyard. And this was a while back. I was old, but I was still old, like not old enough to be boring as I am now. So I was like older, but still drinking and partying and stuff. And um, we were in the backyard, and the kids were jumping this ramp, and they made like a real small little double. And and it wasn't sloping right, but it was, it was it was all right. They were catching some air. And I had a few beers in me, and I was feeling all full of myself. And I'm like, let me show you kids how to make a ramp. And I uh, went out there with a freaking shovel and, like, made the ramp much higher and made it slope better. And, man, this thing was ready to launch you. And so I got on one of their bikes, and I just hit it full fucking speed, dude. And, uh, yeah, I did the same thing, dude. I just flew way up in the air and just felt the front end coming down too fast. And I'm like, ah, oh. oh, fuck. And, um, yeah, endoed. Went freaking head over heels and hurt myself pretty bad. It 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 sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, last year on New Year's, I actually crashed my motorcycle for 2021. I guess 2020 to 2021, and I actually oh no broke my collarbone and boogered oh. up my shoulder. And so when I landed again on it, it was almost a year to the date. You know, it just seemed like it just pissed everything off again in there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Part of the fun though, man. This track, I'll tell you what. That's pretty cool, dude. Pretty awesome. I'll send you guys a video, and uh, it's pretty awesome. That's how old are your boys now? Sawyer will be six here next week, and um, Barrett is eight. He'll be nine in May. Wow. So. Sawyer and my second boy are pretty close. My my boy's on the nineteenth. <laughs> There's so What's up? <laughs> What's up, dude? How are you? We're hearing about your BMX track. What do you think your BMX track? Good stuff. Cool. Can you see him? Thumbs up. <laughs> Super cool, man. Yeah, that's pretty my, rad. A uh, little bit of a shadow there, man, with this guy. So, yeah, he, he's oh, all that's right. awesome. Where I go. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, man, that's super so. cool. What about you? What'd you do for New Year's? I was just uh, up there to the desert. We, uh, oh. yeah, I took off. Actually, weather was looking so wicked everywhere. You know, and so we were going to go up on Tuesday to the desert and spend all the way through the weekend. Um, and then we ended up deciding not to just because weather was so bad. So we I had already taken off. So we went up to um, Lytle Creek and mm. uh, wrote Forerunner, went up there. It was snowing, played in the snow on Tuesday and then decided, you know what? The heck with the weather. Let's just go. We got up there. And I, we didn't get any rain. One day of a little bit of some wind and it was freezing cold. But we were prepared for that, and it was beautiful, man. We had a great time. Nice. It has been fucking cold lately. I'm sure it was much more, much colder at Lytle Creek than it has been uh, down here where you and I live. But uh, it's been like cold, cold uh, yeah. the past couple of weeks, dude. I'm not used to it. I don't own a jacket for this kind of cold. And every morning I'm getting up, going out to work, just like holy shit, my windshield's frozen and all that. It's uh, it's very, 
It's very new to us. I know, Derek, you're getting used to it now, being a Tennessean and all that. But here in SoCal, we don't roll that way. That's, uh, that's a bunch of yeah. bullshit, as far as we're concerned. We, yeah, it's 26 here. Thank goodness we don't live in Tennessee. That's what I say. Uh, <laughs> uh, you wish. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what my trash bill is quarterly is $36. So, And you pay it? You yeah. sucker. I went to the quote-unquote DMV the other day, and uh, it was drive through Nobody was in the line. My tags were late, and it cost. I have a 20, 2020 truck, and it cost me $65 to register my uh-huh. vehicle. Oh, yeah? Well, what, what's your gas cost, Derek? How about that, huh? Well, I work from home, so I barely drive it. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. It's not much of a commute to the uh, to the man cave. Yep. What kind of truck did you buy? F one fifty. Nice uh, four door. Yeah. I, I just picked up an F one fifty. Man, I love it. Yeah. Did you got you the, got an F one like recently, Ma? Yeah, I was in that Ranger, and I just uh, you know I I felt like I was just cut short. I needed more space, need more room, the, the compartments to stash things. It just, it, it was not, it was a great truck, but didn't fit me. So I went back to an F-150. Wow. It, it's fucking hard to buy a vehicle right now. You didn't have trouble finding one. I just walked onto the lot. I saw one sitting there and I said, I'll take that one. Wow. All right. Well, I keep hearing stories that uh, their inventory is way low and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But how long ago did you buy it? Um, I believe it was beginning of November, end of October, beginning of November. Wow. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, you could probably sell to... it back for more than you bought it for. What's that? You could probably sell it back for more than what you bought it for. That's what a lot of people are saying that I could sell it back for more than what I initially purchased this truck for. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I could. Yeah. I just, I mean, I know I live in sunny California and they'd love it if we rode our bike everywhere, but <laughs> I love that F one fifty man. It's great. I don't care if I can make money on it. That thing is bitching. It's the only like if you're going on a long ride, it's perfect because the amount of space you have in there, right? With you got the extended cab, right? So I yep. mean, the, the amount of foot room that's in the back is just insane. It is, man. Yeah, it's delightful. Yeah. yeah, we we took a trip to Florida about nine hours away, and then we went to Savannah, and it's only three of us. But I mean, when you want to talk about comfort of a long ride, that's that's it right there is the F-150 extended cab. Yep. Ford for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a sponsorship uh, later if you hear that, Ford. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. There you Ford, go. Uh, here's my address. You can, you can mail your payment to Lucerne. <laughs> <laughs> but the get me uh, the power boost. But I ended up getting the power boost, which was kind of cool. Um, it's like the hybrid model. So oh, you did. It's uh, okay. well, that's very California yeah, that's of what you. you have to, what's that? That's very California of you. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, pr- I'm quite proud of myself. Man, yeah. So, Look at you all green over there. It's very woke. Hey, if I refuse, <laughs> <Very> to, wear, <laughs> I refuse <laughs> to wear a mask, so I decided to buy a like, truck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck people, but the environment. The environment is important. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! I don't hear of uh, the wildlife dying because of COVID, so you know we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I like animals. People suck. Kill them yeah. all. But animals—they're—they're they're nice. They're innocent. Exactly. <laughs> man, so. Derek. So it's—it's it's snowing at your house, huh? In the twenties? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, twenty-seven, and uh, there's snow all over the ground. 
Um, I just watched one of my neighbors who lives up on this big, enormous hill try to try to get up there, and he started sliding backwards, so we had to redo it. And uh, I think he made it up there. But, oh, um, like in his, in his vehicle? Like trying to drive yeah. just to, to his house, up his driveway? Yeah, he's trying to drive to his oh. driveway. He doesn't, his driveway is like at a 45 degree angle. It's really insane. Um, so I know he didn't get up there. But um, yeah, he didn't make it. He started sliding back down. So I think he gave it another shot. And it appears that he he may have made it this time. So <laughs> he, he may have gotten home. Yeah. Uh, he, he may be sleeping in his truck down there on the front yard. Well, that's a tough house because then, okay, so you don't go up the 45-degree driveway. You just park down at the bottom, and then you walk up the 45-degree driveway, like, <laughs> carrying groceries and shit. Like, It's man. so weird. It, this guy, he, he owns a couple of properties in this neighborhood, and I think, you know, I've never met him, so I can't say this definitively, but he thinks he's, like, the, uh, the upper echelon of the neighborhood. He thinks he's king shit here. And he, he built this other house over here. It's like a, it's a nice house. Don't get me wrong. I like things that increase my property value, but it ain't my house. Like I, I have the best property in this neighborhood, I think. Oh, well, um, speaking of king shit. I'm king shit. But the, <laughs> the reason my property is the nicest though, because it's all the way in the back of the, of the neighborhood. It's, it's half a mile off of the main road. It's all the way in the back corner. Um, I have the corner lot. And I have a pool on it and, uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, I have a fence all the way around my property. It's just, it's just nice. You got to see it. I would love to have you what, guys out here at some point. What do you do with the pool when it's like freezing out? Uh, I don't know how that works. Oh, it's just winterized. It's just like they, they put some kind of solution in there and they drain the water mostly. And then they, um, put a cover on it. So, ah. Yeah. All right. The pump's not running or nothing like that. Yeah. Mm. All right. Hmm. Yeah. You guys put a pool on your property, Ma? No, no, I'm not real big. And uh, we got just this beautiful weather creates so much evaporation. And I don't know, the hole in the ground with the can turn green if you don't put chemicals and got to pay. We got wind out here. I just feel like it's just nothing but work when I think of a pool. Yeah. Yeah. I like when other people have pools, kind of like a boat. Like I really want my neighbor to have one. That, that's, <laughs> right. that's my goal. I want to live next to a guy with a pool and a boat. Yep. There you go, man. <laughs> that's the way to do it. So when we move to Knoxville, you, Derek, you need to start figuring out a good spot, which house, when do I move up onto my King shit Hill when that guy sells it or whatever? Yeah. You don't want the one with the 45 degree driveway, maybe one of his other <laughs> properties. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out by then, you know, it just, there'll be something. <laughs> He needs a heated driveway, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. or an F-150. Or an F-150. He definitely yeah. needs a four-wheel drive, yeah. Well, I guess you're not worried about the, about California becoming too communist over there, but you're a fighter, though, Ma, so you're not yeah. going like, to give in to that shit. I've got a bayonet on the end of my rifle. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, you're not yeah. lying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No nope. man. Nope. All right, let's let, let's yeah. let's compare firearms here. <laughs> oh no, I, yeah. I don't have a bunch. I just got a just a, a handful, nothing fancy, but just that one. It's like a it's a Russian SKS, and it's got a bayonet on it. So it's it's just a cool, cool looking gun. That is pretty badass. Yeah. Nice. So, what are you, are you still shooting, Mike? Uh you know, no. I mean, not really. I just haven't really got out in in quite a while. Um, Plus, dude, ammo is a is a real bitch right now. Buying ammo uh, in yeah. California, so a lot of the guys I know that shoot a lot are 
are making trips to to tournaments in other states to stock up on ammo and then come back and um you know fire it all off here and then go back out of state to buy more ammo which is sad but buying ammo here is um difficult and expensive so what ammo i have i feel like i'm hoarding and i'm like oh hey do you want to go shoot i'm like nah i don't know if that's worthy of my ammo reserves i'll wait for a major tournament in which i'll be totally uh, not ready for because i'm not practicing at all um but really dude like just not much dude we haven't been doing a whole lot just been busy with the kids and yeah like uh just doing that stuff so not really but in my head i'm shooting but in reality i'm not yeah right on well it's part of life yeah yeah hopefully soon we'll, we'll, we'll be able to get out there a little more often and all that kind of stuff and and uh uh my dad has been shooting a lot still um cool. So not right now. They're uh they're on on lockdown for uh having COVID in the house right now. So they're just both kind of chilling. And uh I know he's been doing a lot of traveling tournaments lately and flying out to like Texas and and Arizona and Nevada and up and down California and all that. Like he's he's really enjoying his retirement, dude, and awesome. cruising around, doing a lot of shooting, having a lot of fun. It's pretty cool, man. Cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, I heard he had retired. I used to see him. Yep. Around- a bit when he was working with the city of Corona. So, yep. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Yeah. No. So he's still pretty tight with the company you work for too. Like he went to their Christmas party and, and, uh, they get together for breakfast once a week. And so he goes to see all those dudes there. So he'll go meet him for breakfast on, I think Friday mornings or whatever. And then they all go off to work and he goes back home or go shooting. Cool. Uh, so he's got, he's got a pretty sweet gig, man. He's happy. Bitching right on, man. Good to hear. He's working with, he's working with metal right now. I wish I had pictures of it. I'd send it to you, but he, um, my stepmom works for a dental office and it just changed doctors. So they need to change the sign. The sign still has the old doctor's name. So my dad's making like a whole new steel frame sign for the new dental practice. And he just goes balls out on everything he does. So right now he's, he's making a sign out of like a uh, two inch, uh, square tube steel and welding it all together and just having a great time doing it. He's been working on it for a few weeks. Gotta Pretty be cool. something to be Something to be said about not having to worry about working for a living. You know, you made your money, you're resting out about making your bills and just going and living life. I can't wrap my mind around, maybe because I've never had to, and maybe it'll be different once I'm there, if I ever get to retirement, if I'm lucky enough or smart enough. But sometimes you hear people that are like, oh, well, if if I retired, I I wouldn't know what to do. Like, I I wouldn't know what to do with myself. And I always think like, fuck, really? I, I... I would be right. great at being retired. I would always have projects and shit. Like I would never be bored if I was retired. I don't think that would be a problem for me. Yeah, no, I absolutely wouldn't. I'd, I'd be more worried about running out of money just because all the stuff we'd be going trying to do. You that know, for sure. That for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you have enough to retire. You're like, do I have enough to retire and have fun, or do I have enough to retire and just stay alive? Because those are two very right. different things. Yep, exactly. So yeah, so that's kind of my dad, dude. Is he's always into projects. And uh, shooting all the time and having a great time, man. It's awesome. My mom, too. My mom is just living it up, dude. She's retired, has been for a while. She's she's great at being retired. She's dialed in, man. Travels all over and just always having fun, getting together with friends and just living it up, dude. It's so cool to see her having a great time because she worked so hard for so long, you know? Right. I didn't know your mom was retired. So you're not talking about your yeah. stepmom, right? You're talking about... No, my mom. Wow. My mom, yeah. Oh, wow. Been- yeah, yeah. So my years. mom retired. Hadn't she what? She's been retired for a few years, hasn't she? Quite a few. Quite a few, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So she retired after being a teacher for, I don't know, 20, 25 years. I'm not sure how many years she put in, but she she retired from her teaching career. And, and um, fuck, dude, she's just living it up, man. Uh, always going out for the weekend, like going away on little little driving trips or whatever's little coastal runs or flying places. And, and, uh, it's like a whole new her. It's, it's, it's so cool to see her that happy. I love it. Yeah. That's rad, man. Yeah. How are your folks doing? Great. Same deal. You know, we both tired and, you know, I think they, they're busier now than they've ever been before because they got more people to go hang out with and lunch to do breakfast, coffee. My dad's at the airport. I think every morning, you know, he's got his, cast of characters he goes down there to see so yeah, you still flying I, I wanted to ask you about that i didn't think about it till you said that no you know what i haven't been i've uh pretty much hung up hum, hung up the wings for uh, the past few years and uh all right it's just uh we sold the airplane and uh it really came down to just what you gotta prioritize you know you can't do everything sure. and we appreciate doing things with friends and family and you know our airplane can only seat four and you know, you can't, it's hard to talk people into getting airplanes, but you can talk them into buying Jeeps and off-road cars. So. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we yeah. just, that, that we were going to do that. You so have your pilot, your pilot license? license. Does it expire or how's that work? No. So you just have to be active. So at this point right now, I would have to go and take a couple, I would co- just be comfortable. I would take a, a little bit of ground school. I'd probably jump up in the air with an instructor, just pay a yeah. guy to fly with me. And then. I just need to take have so many takeoffs and landings, and I'd have to get a medical. So okay. license never goes like I'll never have to go do recertification. But uh, okay, there's a few things that I got to do just for currency, just to get just to get current. Make sure that medical they got to make sure that you're not like a health risk, like you're just going to have a heart attack in the air, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, it's a typical right. physical that you go and get. So you're like, are you vaccinated? No. Ah, lose your license. Yeah, right. No, uh-huh. nope, nope. They'd all probably say, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Man, that's a, that's a hobby that seems so out of touch to me. And uh, it's pretty cool that you got into that. Owning a plane, getting into flying. That's pretty cool, man. It was a lot of fun. You know, I so I don't know if you guys heard about the story when I'd lent, I'd lent a dune buggy out to a friend of mine and took it camping with a big group of our friends. And yeah buggy they it i think it might even been a new year's trip i'm not entirely sure when it was but it was up in jawbone canyon off the 14 when i let my buggy out they all went camping and the buggy broke down the first night he unloaded it didn't break down but it tore his cv boots so essentially the axles uh were exposed the bearings were exposed because this boot tore and so terrible reception up there he's look i i talked to him and then he said he was going to go looking for cv boots and i knew that there was just no way he was going to find anything just with the location where he's at and then a couple hours went by and he called me back he you know you got to go to the top of the mountain to to get a hold of me and he calls me back like hey brian you know we're just we don't have any we're not going to have any luck man we're i think we're just going to load everything up and we're going to take off we're we'll just call it it was like day one of a five-day trip Oh, that so, sucks. I was like, you know what, man? Don't sweat it. I'm going to, uh, I just, let me look around. Let me figure something out. And, uh, you know, that was my last conversation. Don't leave yet. So I end up running up to the local uh, shop, the specific customs in town, and they've got all that type of stuff. So I had them load up some uh, bear, bearing grease or CV grease and boots. 
and I had them package it nicely with a bunch of those foam peanuts and went back to, and there's this guy that was a, a drywall contractor that was a couple doors down from my shop. Yeah. And we said, Hey, you ever go needed somebody to fly with you? He's an old, he was a pilot, but not current, but he loved flying, you know, same kind of where I am now, you know, is where Jeff was at that point. Okay. So I will go back. I hit up Jeff. Hey, I need to make a run up to the desert. You want to come with me? And yeah, yeah, no problem. So we, uh, we flew, we, we ran over, jumped in my plane. We That's flew fucking red. And mind you, we don't have no reception, you know, like, so the guy has no uh-huh. idea what's going on. I fly up there. I fly up this Canyon jawbone canyons, this really steep walls, really deep Canyon. And I fly up at a low enough altitude where somebody would look up and say, Holy shit, look at this airplane. And that's yeah. exactly what our group did. And so I went into the canyon because you got to go fly back into the canyon and be able to turn around. So I went in, turned around, came back. Jeff opens the door, shoves the box out on top of them. And, <laughs> and one, one of my buddies says, What if that was fucking Ma dropping off parts? You know, and like nobody really knew the look of my plane. And right. then, of course, the conspiracy of like that was that, that there could be drugs in that box. And I mean, I put yeah. I put it right on their camp, man. And then I flew, did a loop again, came back by everybody's arms in the air, cheering, you know, and waved my wings as I was, you know, w- flying back out of the canyon. It took me like an hour and a half to fly there back. Within two hours, I was sitting at my desk again. They had the parts they needed. Just epic Dude, story. That- that's awesome. That is fucking epic, dude. Yep. That's awesome. So That's, fast forward. Yeah. yeah, not to keep dragging the story on, but to fast forward to this last weekend, and um, these couple guys that I haven't, one guy I haven't camped with in years, and uh, and then a, uh, another guy I've never met, but I heard a bunch of stuff about him. They moved up to the Grass Valley area. They're hanging out there camping with us this New Year's. And we somehow the story came up about this guy that flew parts in for him at Jawbone. And I look over at the guy. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, that's me. You know, he's like, oh, <laughs> like just started a whole other conversation, you know, like it was, it was bitching. That's fucking dope, dude. Yeah, that, that's a awesome story that story. everyone gets to tell for the rest of their life. Like that, that's uh, it's definitely extraordinary for sure, right. to say the least. Oh, yeah, it's really cool, man. So that's fucking cool, man. I'll, I'll fly out to my property one of these days. I'll get a little bush plane or a little like just low and slow. And that's what I like. Yeah. To, you know, I, I dream of flying up to a stream and throwing a line in, catching some fish, pitching a tent and then coming home. Pretty I, rad. I started to try to get my pilot's license and I went over the, it was at the Corona airport. And I, uh, the guy said, if you want to bring a friend because he was going to teach me. So I went out there and I brought one of my friends and when I went to go pick the friend up, he was eating like um, <laughs> he was down in a big thing of milk and just eating a whole <laughs> bunch of chicken. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, this comes back into the story later. Um, so we go up in this plane and uh, we fly over Costco because that's where I worked at the time. He's like, oh, yeah, there's Costco. We both worked at Costco at the time. And he's like, oh, that's cool. So then we were starting to land and oh, he just he puked all over everything oh, all no. over everything all over me he it was uh he got a lot of it out of the plane even when we got out of the plane we looked back and the whole side of the plane was just it was so oh. disgusting and after that i just didn't have the heart anymore and i and i got i got a little bit sick too but um yeah man what? it just it just stopped it for me and he was like just please don't tell anybody i didn't tell soul 
unintelligible. What did the but... owner of the plane say? Like he just ralphed all over the side of his plane. <laughs> Like, probably fly Corona's plane, probably the same planes that they got now that they're flying around. Just their standard trainers. <laughs> That's what I think it was that fly Corona. Yeah, it was one of the trainers, oh, and no. uh, you know he was trying to play it off because he was looking at me because I was basically a, an income for him because if I kept wanting to fly, you know, I would have kept paying for these flights. Oh, yeah. so of course, this, the first one was free. Uh, which this is the first one. <laughs> I guarantee you lost a lot of money on that first He's one. He's like, it ain't free no more, dude. We're gonna need a clean payment <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact i'm gonna need you to pay for that first one yeah. um but yeah he was like oh no don't worry it's cool and then he came back through my line one time at costco and i'm just like yeah no nah, i'm not gonna do it and he got kind of pissed um, <laughs> oh man i got puked on uh, vice yep that's uh that's no fun man what <laughs> you like got uh, in a, a guest plane too? a guest you brought around in your plane or what oh yeah you, you guys know uh ernie yeah yeah ernie would took him up and I think he pounded a couple monsters before we went oh. up. And I forget. I feel like there was more than just him with me. I think there was a couple of us. But uh, he was really good at it, though, man. He just filled his pocket full, and it didn't go all over the plane. Oh, uh, no. My cousin Johnny. Oh. I, I flew Johnny over. You remember Johnny, right? Little Johnny that we'd go to the beach oh. with Matt and Johnny, my Jennifer's cousins. No, I, I should. I don't, though. Yeah, you, you definitely have gone there, but we used to take him. Matt was five. Okay. Johnny was eight or nine when I met Jennifer. But nevertheless, I took him to uh, him and my sister-in-law. We went to uh, Hangar 29 in Redlands. We flew there mm. for his 21st birthday. Yeah. And uh, top pretty cool. An epic birthday. Yeah, it sucks when you're the yeah. sitting there watching everyone drink. But <laughs> the designated pilot. Uh, yeah. He got buttered and like he was like sitting on the curb before we even left the place. And honestly, man, I don't even I don't know why I didn't even think about him throwing up. But uh, same deal oh. coming in for a landing, man. And he just he just sprayed everywhere. <laughs> it <was> bad. <laughs> the landings are tough in those small planes. Yeah. A little oh. Something, man. Oh, it was crazy. Oh, dude. So the next day you're like, hey, you have fun last night? Yeah. All right. We're going to go back and you're going to clean my plane, dude. Oh, hell. That was gross. You can't wait on that, man. I I flew. It was night by the time we got back. We took off at like dusk, landed in uh, the... I drove right over to the wash rack. I started hosing off everything. I even... He was so drunk, he's laying on the ground. So I just hosed him off too. <laughs> <laughs> he was cool with it. He said, just hose Yeah, he's like, sweet. Thanks, bro. <laughs> so, oh, man. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think about that. I guess people do get air sick, just like car sick or, or seasick or whatever. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's motion sickness. So it's motion sickness. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I used to get car sick as a kid, like a lot. And I, I don't know when it went away or whatever, but I remember being a kid and I would ralph in the back seat of the car pretty pretty frequently. One time I ralphed all over my sister. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. And, uh <laughs> I know it just like went away and I, I never feel car sick or I mean, I, even seasick here and there on really rough seas. I'll get a little bit sick. I even have thrown up once or twice on really bad trips. But for the most part, I don't get seasick. I said um, I suddenly just had a, a thought, Mike. You know what? I think I remember when you lost your throwing up in cars. I totally remember this now. It's coming. Oh, 
It's coming to me. Oh, no. Hey, this was really fun. We should we should end the show. I'm sitting at the Thanks, board everyone. in Mexico, and Mike's, like, telling the federalities to fuck off because they're asking for his driver's license. And, wow. hey, nobody needs your driver's license. You ain't driving. And meanwhile, Ricky Finger's driving this little minivan that's got puke smeared down the side from Miguel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was that? one of my less... Uh, victorious moments that was uh what were we drinking before we piled into that rental minivan oh probably uh, <laughs> who knows yeah yeah dude maybe smoking a bunch of mexican dirt weed or something you know and and uh oh, I'm just sure. sick and i was totally passed out and um i don't remember any of it but i remember you guys telling me the story where the federalities are right there at the at the border right they pull yeah. you over and they ask you a bunch of questions and all that kind of stuff and then they yeah. wanted all of our ids and I, I wouldn't give him my ID. I told him to fuck off or whatever. Like, damn, that's 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 a great plan. Tell a fella rally to fuck off. Good job, Mike. I'm having a hard time picturing that. I I don't see Mike yelling, a, telling somebody to fuck off. I was, I was, dude. I was I was sleep talking. Like I was not even coherent at all. It wasn't it wasn't conscious, Mike. It was drunk, Mike. We're very different people. Yeah, and, you, uh, not making sense at all. You wouldn't listen to anybody. That was certainly a. Probably, I don't know that I've really ever seen you like that, except for maybe in that case, maybe one other, but that was like different person. I, I normally had a really good tolerance to alcohol, but when I lost my shit would always be like dark alcohol. If I start drinking whiskey or tequila, that can get me pretty quick. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm apologizing for stuff the next morning that I don't remember doing. It always seems to be, be like uh, right around dark alcohol. Yeah, that's funny. Good. Well, shit, you were at Ricky's bachelor party, right? Oh yeah, yep. That wasn't that long ago, dude. And I, and, uh, I apologize I, for that bad trip I put you on. <laughs> oh, that wasn't your fault, dude. Uh, yeah. uh, I was fine after the news you broke to me. I just ended up getting really sick because I was drinking Scotty Holman's fucking whiskey. He brought some really good whiskey, and uh, I took a shot, took another shot, and the next thing you know, I became whiskey ambassador, and I'm walking around offering everyone, "You got to taste this, man. It's so good," and taking shots <laughs> with everyone. And oh, what the fuck, I was thinking, I can't drink whiskey. And uh, man, next thing you know, dude. Oh, and I hadn't smoked in a long time, and That's and uh, right. yeah, we passed uh, we passed a piece, and and uh, I started spinning, and I haven't felt that in a long time. Yeah, that's right. I do remember that being uh, one of the cat yeah. catalysts. Yeah, that was it, dude. Next thing you know, I was in Ricky's room, Ralphing on his bed, and uh, then some savior brought me pizza, and that was that was a godsend. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember who that was, but I remember seeing you walking straight out the door and catching your Uber and you were headed home. Yeah, dude, I remember that Uber ride too. I was only like half, uh, I was only like half conscious. And I remember thinking through my stupor, like this person could totally be a murderer right now or be taking me out to the desert to go kill me and bury me. And I would have no recourse. I would not be able to do anything. I'm only half conscious right now. I'm just sleeping half in and out of being conscious in the back seat here. Um, I hope this person is a good person because I am totally vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy when like that. It's possible. Totally. Yeah. No, I've had a few really weird, questionable Uber drivers uh, over the years. And, uh, yeah, luckily that one was a, was a reputable cat. And uh, he just drove me home and, and was probably just happy that I didn't Ralph in the backseat of his car because I was totally right. fucked up. <laughs> right on. Man. Good times. Man. Yeah, so. good times. Well, I'm glad you brought the uh, the Mexico story up, Ma. That was great. We almost went the whole the whole time without an embarrassing story. Got anything on Derek? Oh, boy. Let me think about that. 
Oh shit! <laughs> I'll never forget Tups, man, getting his feelings hurt out at your mom's, at your mom and Noah's house with me, just like trying to try in the pool. Oh yeah, that's cl- I wasn't there that for that. Before. Derek, yeah, that was great. I don't know, Derek. What do we got on you, man? I mean, uh, got, I remember Derek nothing. got really I'm... hammered at a show. We were staying at a hotel in Hollywood, I think, yeah. and Derek got hammered and passed out, and then we drew all over you. And well, you balance... stack beer cans on my forehead. Yeah, do you remember that, Ma? We we used to really enjoy stacking things on people who were passed out drunk. Um, I, man, I really don't. No, we, so we used to like stack beer cans. So someone's passed out straight on their back like a mummy, and then you could stack beer cans on their forehead. And we used to see how many beer cans we could stack on their forehead. And there were there were a few times we got like over over a dozen, like a really high tower of beers on on some. <laughs> sleeping person i don't think we got that many on your head derek we just got a we just got a few but then i remember one time dude there was it was at your house derek at your apartment where you and i lived together there was a girl that was so drunk and she passed out and we balanced a vacuum cleaner on her head like literally a full-blown upright vacuum cleaner Um, (laughs) i don't remember that like our thing we were just into balancing things on people's heads and we balanced a vacuum cleaner on her head we were we were very proud of ourselves for that it was a it was a big win I remember waking up from that time in Hollywood and I had like, when I woke up that morning, I had swastikas and dicks all over my face. Like, <laughs> I think it was that girl, Chrissy, that uh, Chris's oh ex, God. Chrissy, she fucking had a swastika fetish. So like, wow. I mean, shit, I look like, German enough. I don't need swastikas all over my face. Yeah. People, you're you bald know? and you're German. People <laughs> yeah. just assume you like it. And then you're just like, well, I mean, yeah. of course he has swastikas on his fingernails. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's yep. a given. Yeah, I got I was, fucked up on that one. I was, uh, I wasn't there on the uh, the Hollywood trips. I, I I think I went to one show in Hollywood. And that was it. I don't even think Man. I don't know. Remember it being a bus trip? Maybe it was a bus. Sometimes in Hollywood, we would just drive out there and get a hotel. Uh, other times, we would do the bus trip, which was always kind of a quick turnaround. You know, we'd bring the bus out. We'd really only be at the venue for an hour or two, just long enough to set up, play, tear down, get back on the bus, and drive home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the one you're talking about, D, we stayed at a hotel. I think that was the Roxy. We yep. played at the played at the Roxy and uh, uh, got a hotel nearby. Oh, I remember Ron at that hotel. We were out on the patio late at night, downtown, just shithole Hollywood, and some streetwalker was uh, was uh, plying her wares um, coming down the street, and Ron Ron yelled out at her. Like a hey baby, how much or something like that. Just hollered something at her, and as she got closer, it was a dude in drag, and uh, that was that was a good laugh. Yeah, our San Diego trip was a lot of fun. I always remember that uh, one. Yeah, that one was good. That was that was a fun venue. That was the Blue Agave. Yeah, um, the one where our uh, our unmentioned friend, uh, you know, put that nice young lady's head through the window. <laughs> And then denied it. No, I'm thinking of a different one. Not not the bus tour, but when we drove down there that That's time. That's a different one? Yeah. And, the Horton. Uh, which one? We stayed at the Horton. Yeah, the ho- that big hotel. Uh-huh. That's where versus Evil got in trouble for putting stickers all over the town. Oh, I remember that. We stickered up the downtown area, and then we got like a letter from the city or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Good thing they didn't They're do like, hey. that at the hookah bar. You remember oh, the hookah bar? Yeah, that was so funny. That that guy was fucking oh pissed. Oh my wasn't god! He? Oh shit! I forgot about that. That was so great. Tell that story. You get out of here. Who's telling the story, man? You, was, you tell it. You probably remember it best. 
Well, I'm trying to think. So we were just cruising down the street. Out, we weren't intending on going to the hookah bar. They could just it, it arrived, or we had arrived, and it was like, oh my! It was God. just a patio that we yeah. passed on the sidewalk. I think. Yeah, we just merged in on those people. Like I don't even know what happened. We just walked in and we walked up to that table, and those people let us hang out with them. It seemed like you know, they seemed like they were kind of inviting, or maybe we were just drunk and worked our way right into it. I I don't know. And who? Did you put the safety on top or did I put safety yeah, on top? Yeah, I, I did. So the hookah thing, it's like a burning brick, like a little square, like a starburst, basically, uh, sitting right up there. So a little square of like burning, I don't know, tobacco or whatever you're smoking in a hookah. And um, uh, it was like a family, right? It was like uh, kids, parents and grandparents. It was like a whole like family thing. They were, they were kind of there. And I don't know how we struck up a conversation with them. We just started chatting with them, getting all friendly. And then... I, in my pocket, I remember like, like covertly working out a little nugget from a, from a bag I had in my pocket, a little like ball of chronic. (laughs) And, um, real quickly, I tried to just kind of like lift up the little burning square, the little starburst and stick a nug underneath it real quick. And I did it really quick. And I don't think anybody noticed, but I burnt the shit out of my fingertips. Cause that thing's like, obviously like burning, you know, (laughs) so I picked it up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a terrible idea, but it worked out great. And, um, yeah, slid a little nug under it, and then did we stay while they smoked, or did we do that and then walk away? I don't remember. No, I, and feel, then we heard... I feel like some of us went to the, like, <laughs> I, I remember being there, and I think a couple, like, it started going through it. Like, it was, like, it was ripping. And I think some of us thought that the people had seen and almost seemed, like, okay with it. But then suddenly oh. everyone realized, like, what it was, and there was, like, a moment of panic. And I don't know, I think maybe at that point the smell was coming through the whole area yeah. now. Yeah, it felt like the waiter smelled it or the the, yeah. the bud tender guy, yeah. And I remember somebody saying, we're calling the police. And then I, I remember jumping up and getting, somebody was in the bathroom. We had to go get somebody and be like, hey guys, time to go. We, we shouldn't yeah. be here anymore. Party's over, let's roll. The <laughs> owner came out. The owner was like, you get out of here now. <laughs> you leave. <laughs> He was pissed. Oh man, yeah, that was fun. So we was that the, the one street. where was that the one where we yelled uh, at the the roof of a big building? He's gonna jump. Yeah, that was you. Uh, you remember that? You remember that? Bro? That was so fucking funny. He's like, yeah, there was two cops looking up at the building, and Mike's just walking by. He screams out loud as fuck. He's gonna jump. And like, like there had to be 500 people on both sides of the street that just stopped and you could hear a pin drop and just everybody's looking up like, Oh shit. It was, it was like, I wish I recorded that. That would have been still on YouTube used to this day. Dude. Oh man. Could you imagine imagine if that social media, YouTube, all that was going when we were younger like that, we would have had a YouTube channel. Dude, or I'm so glad that we went through our phase of life because we were, we were really out of control in a lot of ways and did a lot of super stupid but very hilarious things. <laughs> right. And I'm so glad that none of it was documented on video or some permanent <laughs> you know, web server or somewhere. It's all just in our memories, and it, and it just gets to stay there, and uh, we're never going to be held accountable for it. Um, <laughs> it'll point. never resurface. You know, Our kids are never going to find it, uh, well, other than this podcast, I guess. But, uh, yeah, still memories though. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally. So, yeah, no, it's, we really, we really grew up at the very end of that era where, where you just didn't have the level of accountability or exposure that you have now. Right. Where, I mean, when we graduated high school, cell phones were barely a thing, right? People were still carrying pagers and shit. 
And cell phones certainly weren't smartphones. They were literally just phones. Yeah. Um, You couldn't even text yet. That came later. And uh, I'm really glad that we went through those years without those pieces of technology because that fucking changed everything, dude. Like, I don't think for the better. Like, smartphones are cool, but I don't know that it's a good thing for society and certainly for kids and social structure. Right. I agree 100% on that, man. It's, it's, you know, yeah, I'm sure you're dealing with that with your boys, just like how much of that you're willing to let them get involved in and how much you can even control, uh, even if you want to control what they're doing online, you know, that that's a whole new thing to worry about. And, and, uh, yeah, that never existed for us. It was just kind of free and clear, man. Well, yeah. And they like, even when do you give your kid a cell phone, you know, and like I have friends that are holding out, their kids are going into high school or in high school and, but yet you go to Jennifer's school where it's elementary and there's kids that are in kindergarten carrying phones. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. And then, and then it's like a Jones's thing where your kid's like, Oh man, you're, you're, you're such an asshole mom and dad, because you won't give me a phone. All my friends have phones and you're like, yep. fuck, you're too young for a phone, but I don't want to make you the uncool kid who doesn't have a phone. Like I want you to be cool, but I also want you to be safe. And I don't right. know. That's, those are, those are tough, tough decisions. Yeah, for sure, man. It's uh, but it's, Hey, it's pretty fun. What would we do without these kids that are ruling our lives? You know, we'd be probably bored with everything and trying to yeah. figure out how to hire already. So I heard a comedian yeah. that referred to him as he was like kind of spelling that out, how little kids are basically running the show. And uh, he referred to him as tiny dictators. And I thought that was so funny. I'm just like, that's that's exactly that's exactly what it what it is. Yeah, there are, uh, there are tiny dictators. The phone's going to go dead here. So I got to get this. Uh yeah, I know we got to wrap up. We're over time anyway, but dude, it's it's been so fun talking with you, Ma. It's great to see you, man. Yeah, same here, man. Appreciate yeah, you guys. Hit- yeah, dude, I hope you feel better. Um, and uh, hopefully we can all get together soon and uh, go check out your new your new property up there in Lucerne and all that. That'd be a ton of fun, man. Derek, hope you feel better. Thank and, you. And uh, um, yeah, how you Sounds feeling good, like now? Dude. Yeah, you feel like you got worse or anything? No, I turned a corner. I turned the right corner. on. Man. The ivermectin, I think, kicked in, and I'm I'm like doing pretty damn good. Oh, that's it. You just got us banned. Thanks, Derek. Oh yeah, I'm not allowed to say that word. You just admitted you took ivermectin. Yeah. Keep, keep it up, Derek. I appreciate you for that. So yeah, thanks, Ma. Same here, man. No censor, no censors for either any of us. That's right. Well, yeah. I, I really love you guys, man, and uh, love to get together and get our families together one of these days. So let's let's try and plan happen sooner than later yeah yeah buddy absolutely great seeing you man great seeing you ma derek talk to you later you guys have a good one all right see you ma later later Later, guys hey this is mike thanks a lot for listening we really hope you're enjoying the show we have a great time doing it for you uh hit us up on twitter at derek and mike pod or on our website derek and mike.com And uh, don't forget to subscribe or follow the show in your podcast app. That would be super cool. Helps us out a ton. And it also makes sure that you get notified every time we put out a new episode. Also, if you know of anyone else who might like the show, share it with a friend. Tell someone who might dig it. That would be super cool. We'd really appreciate any support you can give us. Uh, We really appreciate you. And we can't wait to talk to you next time. And until then, have a good one.